Blog Talk Radio. having me on here tonight. Well, I'm excited 
to have you on because I know you have a big announcement to make. But before we break the news, I want to talk a little bit more about you and Thick Exotic Modeling Troupe. So before you created the Exotic Modeling, Modeling Troop, tell us about how you broke into the industry and some of your accomplishments before creating this uh, Modeling Troop. Well, thank you for asking. Before I created this Modeling Troop, I actually was modeling locally and doing local shows in Los Angeles. Um, I broke into the plus modeling industry due to the fact that I was modeling when I was not plus size and develop contacts through that area. I began modeling with a small performing troupe called Thick Chicks, and they have key eight models that would fly across the nation and do different shows in different states. But because we were not able to rehearse regularly because we all lived in different areas, we were basically only able to perform a decent show. And the idea germinated in my head to put together an opportunity in L.A. due to the fact that the market at the time I started was basically untapped. Mm-hmm. Also, I found that a lot of models were being told, no, we don't want you, your look is not right, you're too big here, you're too curvy there. And a lot of women were being dejected by this. As we know, modeling is an egotistical industry, and as much as we say it doesn't affect us, it does. So I decided to provide an opportunity for plus models who really, really wanted to do that, and the response has been great. It's been awesome. Now, after you saw the need and and you created your troop, you started your troop in 2009. Now, was it easy to break into the plus industry, or were there obstacles? Well, there were many obstacles, Shanice, uh, due to the fact that nobody knew who I was, due to the Mm -hmm. fact that I am not a person who's been out there doing things for Ashley Stewart or Torrid or Lane Bryant. And we were an unknown factor because the group mainly primarily consisted of individuals who were just like me, who are trying to break in the industry as well. The one thing that attracted people, I didn't have a hard time getting the models because I opened the door up with um, the restrictions, um, such as height and weight and certain looks. Um, We also took in inexperienced models and provided a model training opportunity for the models. And the fact that um, my connections in terms of networking and promoting and marketing, we had a venue base to perform. I just had to fulfill the models. But my initial model casting call was on December 13, 2009, where over 40 ladies came uh, from my solicitations from Facebook and Craigslist and all different other vehicle outlets in Los Angeles to get plus models to show up. And we had some noted ladies that came to that casting call that day that have been modeling. So with them joining the Exotic Modeling Troop, it actually leaded credibility to the troop and then our following with our performances as being different and exciting and dynamic created a wonderful reputation for the troop over the last year. In the last year, we were, sorry, go ahead. You said you had obstacles because 
you weren't known in the plus industry. Now, these yes. obstacles, um, were people hesitant to work with you and partner with you? How was it an obstacle? Because you're not known. Because I would think, oh, it's another um, person doing something positive in the plus industry. Let's connect. But I know everybody doesn't feel the same way. Well, you know, Shanice, you are definitely one of the people that I've met on this trail that have embraced us wholeheartedly from the beginning, which I deeply thank you, as you know. And, yes, we did have some raised eyebrows, such as, who are these people when we first started? But I think after we've we've done the work that we've done last year, which was very progressive, we've done over 70 shows in a year, um, now the question is, hmm, who are these people? So I, I think the time is for us to um, let the U.S. know that we're here, and we have partnered with some wonderful groups such as Project Curve Appeal, which you announced at the beginning of the show. We have performed with them at their Bachelor ex, Bachelorette Expo last year in September in Las Vegas. We will be going with you this year in September on the 29th through October the 2nd. We also um, have partnered with True Curves to produce the True Shiro comic book, and we have also um, gone and supported different functions that are plus modeling uh, functions that have come to L.A. and attempted to part partnership and participate in those. We are very open to collaborations. However, we do understand that with shows being performed and with what we do is a little different. So my approach is I produce our own productions, and in a year's time, I am known to produce at least three productions. This year we have on slate four of them. And with the obstacles that we had, we also had obstacles in the community uh, promoting with people saying, hmm, do I really want to see quote-unquote fat girls model until we actually performed and they saw that we could do exactly what the smaller models can do if not better. Now, so yes, there were many. Sorry, two of the ahead. things you promote is um, unity in the plus community, and your motto "plus is a positive." Now, tell me how um, your troop promotes these ideals and mottos. Well, unity in the plus community. Um, in our community, we frequently open up the doors for different things to participate with us, in particular our Model Training Academy and our open rehearsals for Model Call for upcoming productions and shows. This allows individuals who live in our area that really have always wanted to model but never had an opportunity. I can't tell you how many times I have ladies come up to me telling me thank you for the work that you're doing, how positive we are helping them and making them feel. With the Plus is Positive slogan, we promote health and weight management as well as outward positive appearance in terms of our plus size. Yes, we are plus size. A lot of people are born that way, mm -hmm. but it is important to be healthy. So in doing that, we do promote health and wellness through our activities and our functions. We will have a booth at our Mother's Day show that um, promotes that. And we also have adopted a um, positive approach in terms of helping women in um, the domestic violence area. Where, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, we created a nonprofit organization called Models Against Domestic Violence. And this group will 
um, actually go out and seek out individuals who are survivors and give them some encouragement to let them know that we care and provide them with some recognition. Um, we actually will be doing that also at our May 7th show. There is a young lady that we would like to honor that day. So we are trying to do some progressive things. And in the third quarter, you will begin seeing public access commercials in our area that promote My Plus is Positive, similar to the My Black is Beautiful campaigns. So we are pretty progressive with that. And um, our shirts, our company shirts, actually say that on the front. So if anyone would like that, you can visit our website and check us out. Now let's talk about this Mother's Day banquet because this is the big event and this is um, where you're going to have this special celebrity guest. Now, first, just tell me about the event and what type of event it is. Okay, thank you. Well, last year was our first year off the gate, and our very first production, actually, I should say my second, our first production was uh, a Fashion First Friday Expo where we brought together vendors. But our Mother's Day show appears to be our largest show every year, and this show um, is attend- well attended with 450-plus attendees. It is a show where we actually do a performing show. Our shows have themes and they tell stories. Uh, most shows feature designer lines and couture-style runways. Our shows does feature different designers, but we do fully choreographed um, scenes. And this show is to honor mothers in the area, um, this show is always provided with a banquet and gifts for the first 100 guests that do attend. And um, it is a very exciting and wonderful night for the ladies. And we are very excited and look forward to our second annual Mother's Day banquet. And now I attended the first one, and the first one was a really nice event, very um, well attended. It was nice food, and it was a, a really nice event. And I don't think last year even had a celebrity guest, and it still was really nice. So now Thank this you. year it's going to be even more attention because you have a big name attached. And so are you ready to make the announcement of who the celebrity guest will be Well, first? Let me give you a yes. drum roll because I love my drum roll. <laughs> now you are announcing this first on Plus Model Radio that yes. the celebrity special guest for its exotic modeling troupe second annual Mother's Day banquet is Al B. Shore. <laughs> All right, Al B. <laughs> I'll be sure just be a special guest, but he will be performing, right? Yes, he will. He will be performing, and it's a special treat for the ladies, as um, most people uh, see most of the female models in our troupe, but we also have male models, and we do have uh, some celebrity guest models, which one of them is the former heavyweight champion of the world, our Mike Tyson. Wow. And he will also be in attendance that evening. Uh, we're, we're still trying to coax him to perform. So, Mike, if you're listening in, I put just put you on Front Street. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, I'll be sure we'll, we'll be performing during intermission. And one of our signatures with the Exotic is we, we've had a celebrity guest before at our Christmas show, which was the Grammy Award-nominated um, artist, neo-artist, Ndambi. 
We actually perform live to that artist singing. So we will be doing that as well this Mother's Day. All right. And I'm so excited because um, these names that you're naming aren't people within the PLUS community. And I always like to bring in mainstream or do things mainstream because that's where we want to take the message to. So I think that's awesome. Now tell us um, how much will the tickets be and where can they be purchased for this show with Al Be Sure? Okay, thank you. The tickets are $25 pre-sale, and again, that is including a meal and a special gift for the first 100 guests and an awesome show. And at the door, the tickets are $40. You may go to our website, www.thixotic.com. That's T-H-I-X-O-T-I-X. And you may click on the flyer there to purchase your tickets beforehand, and you will get an e-ticket to bring with you to the show, mm-hmm. as well as um, the event location, which is the Proud Bird in Los Angeles by LAX Air- Airport. And there will be a social hour and vendors and different activities to do prior to the show. Um, the show time is at 8 p.m. promptly, and Get your tickets now because we guarantee you a very hot and exciting dynamic show. Now, if anybody is listening and want to be part of the exotic modeling troupe, um, how do you go about that, and are there any specific requirements? Well, that's the good question in terms of requirements. I I like to say that the exotic operates outside of the box. Uh, We do not discriminate for age, race, gender, height, any of the reasons. If you feel that you have the skill and the desire to be a plus-size model, we are the group for you to look into. And you may do that also by visiting our website, and we have a Members tab for you to click on to join us. Or you may feel free to contact me directly at my email address, which is thixotic underscore CEO at yahoo.com. Now, do you have anything else coming up that we need to be on the lookout for? You got so much already, the the Mother's Day show, and I think you said some commercials are coming out soon, right? And and what else should we be looking for? Well, we have some, some uh, things cooking on the back burner that I just don't want to release just yet, but okay. they will be exciting. But we also intend to do a L.A. and Los Angeles launch party for the True Shiro comic book. Here and that is tentatively in July. We okay. also have a big, another big event happening at the end of May at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion called the Summer Solstice, the Denim and White Experience, where the Exotic will also be a main event performing that night. Um, and going into the third quarter, we will be holding another production of our own, which will feature comedy and and rap artists. So that will be hot and rival our last year's Runway Dance Fusion, where we merged Runway with Ballroom Dancing. And, uh, of course, we're going to Atlanta with you. So that that will be uh, something we can look forward to. Well, awesome. You have a lot going on. And to say that you launched the troop, um, you know, three years ago, that's awesome. You've done a lot. And I definitely support you and will be at the Mother's Day show Front row, looking at Al, be sure. <laughs> well, thank you as well. Uh, you know I have your tickets for you, and um, I really appreciate this opportunity to be on Plus Model Radio. All the models extend their gratitude and thanks 
to all that you do for the exotic modeling troop, Shanice. Thank you. And one more time before you go, say the website. www.thixotic.com. Thixotic is spelled T-H-I-X-O-T-I-X. Well, awesome, and I will see you soon and keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Thank you again, Shanice. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now, next up is Nell Gilbert. Nell Gilbert began modeling when she was a school teacher in Arizona. She signed with Ford in Arizona and has been doing plus-size modeling for the past 13 years. Over the course of her career, she has been a professional talent scout, public speaker, and fashion show commentator. Her clients include Emmy, QVC, Health Magazine, Glamour, BBW Magazine, Target, Clinton Kelly, Lane Bryant, Kmart, and more. After relocating to Florida in 2006, she was chosen as a contestant on season two of Monique's Fat Chance. After appearing on the show, she continued modeling, but then slowly transitioned into the fitness industry. She is a lifeguard teacher, water aerobics, and recently certified to teach Zumba. After living in South Beach for the past five years, she realized there is a great deal of judgment towards larger women, especially wearing Spanx. So she's been breaking the barriers of judgment and is one of the few and proud curvy fitness instructors on the beach. Let's welcome Nell to the show. Hi, Shanice. How are you? Hi, I'm wonderful. Thank you for joining us this evening. I'm excited to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me. I remember you from plusmodels.com, a message (laughs) board that was real popular 10 years ago, but there's a whole new generation of people in the plus industry now that might not be as familiar with you. So tell me, um, what year did you get your break into plus modeling, and around what year would you say was the height of your career in the industry? Ooh, I feel like you're taking me back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling old. No, um, it was about 1998 when I, actually that's when I first became a school teacher, and it was a real quick story. A dad came up to me and said, you know, you should look into plus-size modeling, and at first I kind of got offended, and then I said, you know what, I am not giving up my haagen <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not doing that. So anyways, uh, I did do a shoot, and I thought, okay, I'll try to get into this, and one thing led to another. I did sign with Ford. And, you know, I tell girls at start, it was not an easy start. It's not like I was discovered or anything like that. I really had to be really tenacious and do my research. And as a school teacher, that's what I wanted to do, research the industry. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that kind of led me into the whole industry. And at that time, Emmy was my icon, and she had really set the whole mark and the whole level of where this whole industry was going at the time. So I definitely looked up to her and tried to follow in her footsteps, and um, that's kind of where I got my start. So for those who are new in the industry, uh, everybody knows me as the school teacher turned plus model. So after three years of teaching and kind of tiptoeing into the modeling, I definitely left teaching, and I did not turn and look back. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how do you think the plus industry has changed over the last 10 years? 
Um, that's a really good question. I've asked myself that looking into the industry. I definitely think it's gone on a roller coaster. It's you know had its high points where plus-size women have definitely had those moments where we just grab the spotlight and people are cheering and shouting, and then we kind of the industry loses that steam. And there's always women out there who have inspired me, and I'm sure you as well, you know, like Monique and Emmy and these women who pull us back up and say, look, this is what we're about. We're real women. Don't forget us. And, in, you know, in America, and it's hard for people to lose that judgment. And so um, I think that's some of the changes. More acceptance has come about and also the fact that women that I know who are curvy, they haven't given up. In the past 13 years I've been in this industry, I meet women who are just full of passion, and you know what? We all get those days where we're kind of slumped and we think, gosh, what am I doing? You know, we are doing something. We're out there telling the industry, hello, we are here. We're here to stay. we got curves that are kicking, so back up and hang on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I totally have forgot that you appeared on Monique's Fag Chan. <laughs> you were on season two. Now, tell us about your experience on the show. That was an amazing experience, Shanice. I had just moved to Florida, and I actually honestly, and Monique laughs about this, I really didn't know who she was. And, um, <laughs> you know, I was a small-town girl from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, who moved to Arizona. And uh, so I went to this casting call. I had just moved to Ariz- or moved to Florida. Was still, um, my son was only 18 months, so still in mommy mode and breastfeeding and all of that. And there's a reason I'm telling you that, because when I got to the audition, I made it through the first part and the second part. And in the third part, they asked us to write something that was a skill. And this is what Monique told me made her choose me, as I told her I was a professional nookie detective. And she she understood me, because she had just had the twin boys, a nookie, we called a nookie the pacifier. (laughs) And I was joking about how, you know, I used my curvy cleavage to put it in there, and I, I, I could find a nookie anywhere, and... She thought that was so funny, and she said, you know, when I saw you and I realized this woman needs a break, honey, if that's all your skills, you know, you need a break. And so she said, I liked your personality, and I knew as a mother you needed a break from motherhood. So anyway, so I made the audition, and when I got the phone call, I was just elated, and we spent 10 days out in Hollywood, California, in a huge mansion with there were 10 girls in the house, And it was an amazing experience. It was inspirational. It was emotional. I mean, we had a lot of things to discuss. We had to plan for the pageant. And and, uh, definitely one of my most memorable experiences in this whole industry, and I feel really blessed to have been part of that. Now, after you appeared on the show, did the exposure help your career in any way? (laughs) Well, for me, because there were two girls from Miami, and um, I can't remember where the winner was from, but... I did send out, I did get a little exposure, but I was so focused coming back into the life of motherhood that that was really my passion. And so exposure-wise, not really. I mean, I definitely feel that since I have that under my belt and I did get some media exposure on down the road in my career, it definitely helped me more. But at the current time, I was really focused on being a mom, so I kind of just tucked it away, left it as a really good experience in my career and as I look back on it, you know, it definitely has helped me, but further on down. So you had a tragic accident which put everything on hold. Now tell us what happened. 
Well, and I'm glad and feel really blessed that I'm alive. I'll make it short and sweet. Last year, um, I've been lifeguarding for the city of Miami Beach, and I teach a water aerobics class. So I was big old curving me, bounce around on my little uh, beach cruiser, biking to work, and unfortunately I was struck by a vehicle in the crosswalk. What? Yeah, the guy just drifted right through. So long story short, I um, I was in a wheelchair for about three months, and I told people, I said, it was like taking a tiger and putting that tiger in a cage because I was training to be a spin instructor. I was teaching water aerobics. I was getting at the height of my modeling career and getting things back on track. So taking all of that into consideration and here I had to sit for three months in a wheelchair and um, I've done about a year of physical therapy kind of got myself back on track but yeah that was it was definitely and you a said life changing this accident happened last year 2010 January 25th 2010 wow so um <laughs> a life changing so moment so while you were confined to the wheelchair did you go through depression how did you find the strength no to I get had going? from the impact of the car when it hit my bike, I was ejected into the air and um, I hit the cement. So uh, I had fractures all over my face and you know, they were concerned about modeling. If, if, I, if I showed people pictures, they would never believe I'm back to modeling again. That's how bad it was. Mm. So, um, But it, it definitely a lot of good things came out of it and that's what I tell people. I say you have to take a life experience like that and you really have to pull the positive out of it and spiritually and emotionally, because if you don't, things like that can just take you for a whirlwind. Yeah, definitely. So through so, your rehabilitation, you found a love for fitness. Is this how the fitness came about, or you were it, already on that know, track? I kind of was on that track because I had been teaching the water aerobics here where I lifeguard at the community pool for about four or five years. And right before the accident, I was trained to be a spin instructor, and one of the things I noticed, and I was in really good shape, but I'm thick, and mm-hmm. I noticed, boy, these people in South Beach, they have issues because I'm not even super, you know, heavy. I'm just a bigger girl than the average girl walking into the gym, which I could fit my leg in, like, their sleeve of their shirt. <laughs> and I said, you know, these people have issues. That was before the accident. And then, of course, after the accident, I thought, okay, I'm going back on track. I'm going to teach spin. And here I was, 30 pounds heavier, and people looked at me like, I don't think so. And I said, what? (laughs) So that led me to say, you know, South Beach, Florida, everywhere, they need to understand that there has to be a change in the perception, whether you're in the fitness industry or any area. The bigger and I, women I know, can do. I know you want to start a fitness movement uh, within the plus community. So why do you think it's so important to incorporate that? That for me is really important because I really want to reach out to women. I mean, I have a teaching background, and that's where I've kind of mixed my teaching with the modeling. Is it's not just about look and see who I am. It's about let me inspire you. Let me teach you. Let me educate you. And in the fitness industry especially, what I hear from so many bigger women is they're afraid to go in and take that spin class. They're afraid to go in and take that Zumba class. And, you know, that's one of the things I have in my classes. I tell people I have no judgment in my classes. And, you know, I have people who are blind and handicapped and 300 pounds and size 2. It doesn't matter. I tell them have fun, be fit, and move your body. That's it. It's just, you know. That's my motto. 
so now that you've recovered from the accident, you're making a comeback into the industry. Now, are you signed with an agency yet, or are you working freelance? I'm still kind of working freelance right now because um, I kind of wanted to start with a fresh slate. So uh, as far as that right now, I'm just putting everything back in place and getting my name back out there and uh, really trying to focus on where I want to go with this inspirational whole movement. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything coming up we can be on a lookout for yet, or um, is it coming soon? <laughs> Well, I actually just got done. I don't know if you know the very famous stylist, Lloyd Boston. He used to work for, he's done some things for Oprah and E! Entertainment. But I just did a a fashion show with him this past weekend. Really great opportunity to kind of get back in the industry and, you know, brush shoulders with some great people. And as far as projects that I've got in the works, I'm working on a video segment for Plus Size Women, kind of Mm -hmm. similar to a podcast but a video podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm working on a Plus Size Boot Camp. And I'm also working on a feel a real women competition. Okay. Well, you got a lot of things in the works, so I'm excited that uh, we have you back in the industry. And for um, anyone listening that wants to keep up with you, tell us your official website. The website is that the website is callmecurvy.com, and that's spelled C A L L M E. C-U-R-V-Y dot com. Callmecurvy dot com. And are you on Facebook or Twitter? I'm just getting back into Facebook. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, really. I will have something up soon, but my main website I direct everybody to is callmecurvy dot com. Well, awesome. Well, I'm glad to um, hear that you're uh, recovered and back in good health, and I'm excited to see what you are going to do. Great, Shanice. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, last but definitely not least is Fluvia Lacerda. Born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Fluvia moved to New York about 14 years ago. While on a crosstown bus in Manhattan, she was approached by a magazine editor who told her she should consider working as a plus-size model. At the time, Fluvia worked as a nanny, and her life changed completely. Today, Fluvia's face and curves are one of the most successful and requested ones worldwide. Known as the plus-size version of Giselle, Fluvia is the only Brazilian working internationally, making her an icon in her homeland, Brazil. She has worked for many well-known brands such as Torrid, Kmart, Ajigi, Fashion Bug, Monique C, and magazines like Glamour, Latina, and Plus Model Magazine, as well as in many different countries such as South Africa, London, Germany, Mexico, Spain, and Canada. And let's welcome Fluvia to the show. Hi, are you there? I'm good, I'm here. Well, welcome to the show. You are one I've been trying to get on a while because everybody (laughs) loves you so much in the industry. So I am so happy to speak with you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm the one who appreciates the um, opportunity to be here. Thank you. Now, how did you get your start in the plus-size industry? 
Well, it's pretty much like the introduction said. It was um, I used to work as a nanny and um, uh, an editor that used to work for a mode magazine at the time um, stopped me at a bus and she asked me if I had ever considered the idea of working as a plus-size model and I had no idea what it was and I pretty much thought it was a joke. <laughs> and um she kind of explained to me what it was about and that there were agencies that had their plus size divisions and that's where, you know, she she suggested I should visit those agencies and that's pretty much how I started. So how long did it take for your career to flourish? Did you have any struggles in the beginning? Um, I think at the beginning uh, it was probably a bit of a lack of guidance. You know, I think that uh, not every agent is good at that or doesn't put much effort into it. So I pretty much did, you know, what I thought I should do on my own, and that's probably why it took me a couple of, you know, tries to engage into it. But um, it didn't take that long for me to start making a living out of being a model. So would you say it took a year or less? Yeah, probably around that. Okay. So you are the only Brazilian plus-size model that works internationally. So even though that is an awesome accomplishment for you, do you feel there should be more Latino women represented in the plus industry? Oh, definitely, definitely, considering, you know, um, Latinas are no longer the minority but the majority in this country, especially in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely believe that there should be more Latinas modeling because, you know, it's a matter of identifying, um, you know, being a model is just a reflection of what the public that buys the product you sell, you know, are. Mm-hmm. So if you're you have to reflect um that. So I really believe that there is a bigger a much bigger need to have plus size models, Latina plus size models in the market because there is a huge demand for it. Definitely. Right. Right. Now you also happen to be one of the few working plus size models that is actually a true plus size woman. So how do you feel about the industry starting plus size and size eight and ten? Um, I think it goes in circles as I've heard. Um I've been the same size for as long as I can remember. And uh, yes, you know, right now it's I think it feels to me a bit strange because it's a very confusing spot where, you know, some agencies and some clients will say they don't want a certain size. They don't want any model above a size 10 or above a size 8. But then the confusing spot is that clients that I work with that, Mm -hmm. you know, constantly tell me that, you know, they've tried those, they don't really sell, you know, agencies suggest them as the hot thing right now and whatnot, and then they go and book those girls and it doesn't truly sell, so they go back, you know, hunting and uh, looking for uh, a size 16, 18. So it is a confusing spot right now. Some people say it's a cycle that, you know, used to be a bigger size, now it's a smaller size, I think, it really comes down to certain issues of 
both agents and clients having issues with size themselves Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I think in the end it just reflects how you feel inside. If you're comfortable with that, if you're comfortable with selling for bigger women and, you know, representing bigger models, then that's what you have to sell and you feel comfortable with it. If you're not happy with it, if you don't truly accept but you're looking to make a profit out of that, then, you know, you're going to have difficulty representing that size. Right. And in the end, it's like, you know, a push and pull that it really doesn't match because some people come and claim that, you know, plus-size women really don't want to see their look, their size on a big poster inside a store because it really doesn't sell. Mm -hmm. But then there are the people that say, you know, our company never grew until we actually put that plus-size, truly plus-size model in our um, campaign. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you you book a, a size, you know, four, zero, whatever, for any other company, and you shoot them badly with bad lighting, bad makeup, bad, you know, picture in general, it's not going to sell. Right. So if you book a size 18 and you're ready to sabotage because you already have a problem with her being that size, then it's not going to sell either because you're shooting a size 810 in a beautiful way and mm-hmm. then you're booking a size 18 and you're doing horrible makeup and you're doing horrible lighting and you're doing horrible retouching or what, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. of course it's not going to sell because you're selling an inspiration. And inspiration has nothing to do with size. It has to do with how you portray that size. And I think that ultimately, and I've seen that on my day-to-day work, is that a lot of, you know, company owners, you know, designers, and even bigger companies that hire production people, mm-hmm. they have an issue with that. And so when they are forced or they claim to try to, you know, shoot a bigger model, they simply do not put an effort, as much as of, of an effort that they do with the smaller size. Right, right. And therefore, obviously, it's never going to, you know, it's not going to sell. So, it's a push and pull. People claim a million different things. I can only say from my perspective, which is, you know, I make my living out of it. I have a full-on career. I travel the world, you know, and it's really all I can, you know, say. I can't really um, attest for other people's experiences, but um, it really, for most part, to me, it doesn't, it really doesn't match what, you know, some claim that a smaller size will sell better than a bigger size. Well, those were um, a lot of good points because I never even thought about, you know, if they have issues with a size 18, they wouldn't even put all the effort into making that uh, shoot as fabulous. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've even heard from designers saying that other designers call them and say, please don't use, you know, I suggest you should use a smaller size because, you know, that will sell better. And a lot of designers actually do try that in companies and doesn't sell because, you know, I, I'm i a plus, like you said, I'm a plus-size consumer myself, so I have a hard time figuring it out how it's going to look like on me. And it's pretty much why I go to bloggers because they're truly the only ones that I know that are on my size and they go out there and they put those clothes on and I'm like, okay, it's going to look good on me. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of uh, designers have issues because they, you know, have their personal thing against or a hard time accepting or whichever their issue is right, with right. a bigger size woman. So, you know, in an industry that's so many millions we can't even count anymore as a profit, <laughs> as a plus size industry, mm-hmm. it's easy to see why a lot of people who might even have an issue with a real plus size woman will not be open to hire a plus a truly plus size model. So I believe it comes down to that. I really do. Now despite you being on the larger side in the plus industry, you still have accomplished amazing things. Um one of which is you are winner of Full Figure Fashion Week's plus commercial print model of the year. Now how excited are you about that? <laughs> It's so excited. It's like a kid, you know, a kid in a candy store. I literally, when I got that email, I cried, and my closest Aww. friends know that because, you know, in the end, it's like it's not, and it might sound cliche to a lot of people, but I have been very passionate, and the people who are close to me know that. I have been very passionate about this industry, and um, to me, it's not the recognition of a Glamour magazine or a Marie Claire magazine or a Vogue magazine. It's really the recognition of the women that go through the same struggles that I, I have been going through my whole life, which is finding clothes and, you know, getting people off your back and letting you live your life and be happy with who you are. So I really think that Full Figure Fashion Week is, you know, a voice for that and they have designers that really cater for that woman and receiving that award is something that I can even explain, you know. It, it just, just feels good to be recognized. Huh? It's I mean it's it, to me if it, it feels almost like okay, I've done something right. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. And now, in addition to that honor, you just made history by being the first plus-size model to appear in Brazilian Playboy. Now, appearing in Brazilian Playboy is an accomplishment for several reasons. Tell me about the plus-size market in Brazil and how different it is from America. Um, you know, it's... The Brazilian plus-size market is still crawling in a way. Um, I picked up the fight, you know, about, I don't know, three, four years ago, probably four years now, that I went home to visit my family and I lost my suitcase and I had nothing to wear by my sister's gym clothes and it was kind of, to say the least, it was very frustrating. And I realized that I was very spoiled, although here in the States we complain a lot about, you know, lack of choices and whatnot. It's until you go to a market that has absolutely really nothing Mm -hmm. that, you know, you feel the pain. And so I took it upon myself to go to Brazil in, in not on a vacation way, but really to go and talk to the media and, 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 Talk about the fact that, I mean, we're Latinas and Brazilian women have hips, they have butt, they right. have thighs. And, you know, it's it's so unrealistic that no one had ever, ever talked about it. Everybody so was so ashamed about being plus size or curvy or whatever. It's always, I mean, it was for years, number one, you know, plastic surgery, 
country, in the world, people got liposuctions as if they went for a walk in a park. And is that you know? because it's just beautiful beaches and everyone stays in bikinis? Is that the... Yeah, but, you know, in the end, it really doesn't... It's not realistic. I mean, you have children, you're married, you have a career, you're going to university. There's so much going on in your life, and you're going to try to function all those sides of your life while you're starving yourself to fit into a mode that it's not one that reflects the society. You're not going to fit that mode. It's just simply not going to happen. And so... um, I, you know, I went there and I tried to get agent. First, I thought I could get an agency to work with me, and even then, they were like, "Oh my God, hell no! I'm not. I don't even know what you are. Like a plus size model? What is that? A fat person trying to model? I mean, it was so they were horrific. that mean. Oh, absolutely! Like it was ruthless. Worse, worse than that. Until, you know, I went to PR agents and until I finally found the perfect agent for me. And she was incredible. She is incredible. And she thought it was such a challenge. She was one of the best PR agents in the country. And she thought it was an amazing challenge. And she decided to pick up the fight with me. And at the beginning, we got many doors shut to our faces. I mean, so many times, TV stations, magazine, whatever it was, uh, any ve- media vehicle, they all said no. And now this is going we, on at the same time you are thriving in America, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was kind of a funny experience for me to even go and say, you know, here's my work in the States and other countries I want to talk about. You know, I'm not here to endorse you to sit in your couch and eat French fries and not exercise because it's really not the lifestyle I have. I'm mm-hmm. here to talk about women my size in this country exist, and right. companies are being incredibly ignorant to not address that. Right. And uh, and so it was that slowly crept in, like slowly one here, one there, um, looked at my pictures and went, wow. You know, it was like the look on their faces was incredible. Like, you're big, but you look good on pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really, really funny. And and so we gained space in the media, and we literally brought the subject to the table. I mean, no one had ever spoke about it, ever. And wow. we brought a really positive connotation to it as if, you know, like, look, I I am a size 18, and I really, I have no health issues, and I exercise, and I bike, and I, you know, I have a healthy lifestyle, but I'm big, and that's what my body is, and it's really, we come in different packages, and we have to accept. And so, now, how did the Playboy opportunity come about for you? Um it was actually an invitation from them to uh, for me to come and, and, you know, do an interview and take a beautiful picture. And and I took a deep breath. <laughs> and <laughs> you I were went nervous? for it. Uh, yeah, because, you know, it's like when you talk about Playboy, the first thing that comes to mind is like you have to, you know, strip, take it all off. And, right. Um, then they we talked and, you know, there were better shots which proves that the market is still not there. There were better shots with more curves showing and whatnot, but they decided okay. to go with that one. So I um, 
can't speak Spanish. So tell me, what does it say underneath the picture in the Playboy magazine shot of you? Um, it says, well, I think it says something about a Fulvilla Serb is one of the most uh, sought-after plus-size models in the United States. Okay, so it was a very flattering feature in Playboy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They were incredible. They were really, really kind and amazing to work with. It was a great experience. Now, you're also in another magazine that's really popular in Brazil. Tell us about that. Um, Mannequin is a Brazil magazine. Uh, Really, you know, it's been on the market for so long, you know, I can't even tell you, but... They have been very pro plus size fashion, and um, they're very open minded. Every time I go to Brazil, we shoot, and they want to know all my opinion and my input into, you know, what are my suggestions in terms of the fashion for women to wear, but always using clothes from, you know, from companies from Brazil in order to help boost the market, which I'm very happy, you know, to be doing. Uh. Now, a lot of the listeners tuning in now will recognize you from your ultra-glam Monique C. campaigns. Now, how great is it to work with a designer that you can be glamorous for and not have to do the same old commercial looks? Oh, God, it's <laughs> it's a very uplifting moment, I can tell you that much. Uh, Monique is such a visionary, and she's really not afraid to take the risk, and it's always a pleasure to work with her. Yes, and, oh, one of the campaigns, I don't think it's the latest one, when you had the big, big, big hair, I was like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. (laughs) Like, those have to be some of the top images of campaigns in the industry, hands down. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it really um, sent my, my, you know, it's always a a one step forward, and it definitely helped in the push my career upwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, out of all of your accomplishments, what are you most proud of? Uh, it's hard to say, you know. I was really happy to be on the calendar um, cover that we did a couple of years back that all the profits went for eating disorder organizations. I was chosen to be on the cover and you know, another two months inside, that was a great, you know, was something I was really proud to be part of. Um, it's always, you know, I'm always really proud to be part of all the events for Plus Size because, you know, I buy the clothes, I wear everything, and, you know, um, for me to be in touch with all the women that really are on a day-to-day, you know, basis with the challenges that I go through is something that I'm really happy about. Now, do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Um, a few things. Um, I'll be going back to Brazil soon to shoot with uh, the top photographer of the country um, to for his own magazine. That's um, a year. It's only one magazine a year. It's one of the Bibles of fashion in Brazil. Um, I'm also going to shoot another 9-10 page spread for another fashion magazine there. And, you know, just traveling a lot and doing, you know, a lot of campaigns. And so it will be a lot coming up soon. Well, awesome. And tell us your official website so everyone knows how to keep up with you. Oh, it's com. 
and spell that for everybody. F as in Frank, L-U-V-I-A-L-A-C-E-R-D-A.com. Well, thank you for being on the show, and I'm so proud of you and all your accomplishments, and you inspire me, so just keep on doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Shanice. Thank you, everybody, and thank you so much for having me on the show. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. And a thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next time, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curve and be blessed. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.